Hello, welcome to RuneCast episode 6. I'm Ben Bateman, community manager at Square Enix, and I am joined by Luke Willoughby. Hello. And George Wright. Hello. And a special guest, Jem <gasps> Alexander. Hello. Hello, Jem. Jem, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're just basically con- you know, consulting for us, right? Yeah. On, on Heroes of Ruin. Helping out with some Helping stuff. Helping out yeah. because um, we need a extra set of hands heroes basically of, heroes of what sorry ruin ruin thank you oh Good. what we're not having this again <laughs> he doesn't like the way i say ruin the rune cast that doesn't mean anything ah see see this is this is not good you can this, this is what i'm here to help with what, to tell us we're doing everything wrong exactly no well you can lead if you want you can tell <laughs> us you can run this podcast no please yeah? please go ahead you sure mm-hmm. okay well as always we'll uh, get started with a just a news recap what's happened recently um so i think the the most recent thing was was pax east which was great uh, as always we were showing pretty much all our games off and heroes of ruin was there um playable as well on the the show floor so it wasn't just you know a, a video or uh hands-off demo or anything like that um so so what kind of things did people get to play i think it was the the elder forest right was it is that right yeah they had a, a slice of the elder forest um able to play as a couple of characters and uh sort of run through there and mm-hmm. um have a, have a play around with some side quests check out the boss I, I, i'm sort of wary i don't want to i don't want to give too much away uh, um, but yeah there, there was a, a nice section of the game for them to, to get yeah to so get it's into that showed pretty beefy so anyone yeah. that went will have got a good sort of chunk of the game and yeah. a good impression. It was about, well, they could play with the two characters which you've seen so far on the website, that's the Gunsling and the Vindicator, <coughs> and yeah, they got to play for about half an hour and see a boss fight, which went down really well, so it's quite that's exciting. Cool. Yeah. yeah, so uh, there should be a few sort of like hands-on coverage online, I would have thought, mm-hmm. uh, which will be good. Uh, also in the news, uh, we had a, um, well, essentially a little community day that we uh we asked if people wanted to come to. It was special. We couldn't actually tell you much about it. There were age restrictions and, and all sorts, which is a bit bit of a shame, but it's very important to us. We mm-hmm. can't really go into much more detail than it's that. It's ongoing, isn't it? It's, it, it was yeah, yesterday, I mean, today, tomorrow. Exactly, yeah. So so at the time of recording, yeah, it's actually happening, and we're, we're quite excited to see what's going on. It's a really good thing for us. Um, but as we said, you know, age restrictions, I think that annoyed a few people because they they couldn't come down they weren't eligible but we do want to address that so we haven't got the details down yet but we will have a community day uh, probably here at the Square Enix headquarters I like saying headquarters it makes it sound (laughs) important uh, just a building in Wimbledon but But it's a big building (laughs) it's It's a a big big building building. (laughs) it's it's a shared building but yeah it's uh, it'll be good for for people to have hands on especially people who you know, couldn't go to PAX because obviously that's based in America. So. Yeah, yeah, um, and would probably show. I mean, again, we need to nail all this down, but I suspect would show the same same sort of segment as PAXES. Mm. Um, and providing I can get time off you two, I imagine you can say hello to. Uh, I'd love yeah, to definitely. Yeah, yeah, that'd be good. Get some uh, co-op going. Mm. That'd be very nice. That'd be really good. Um, so we'll try and get the the details nailed down and put that up on the website, but um, soon, TM. Yes, when, as yeah, soon as possible. As soon as possible. <coughs> also in the news, uh, Tony Porter interview went up. So 
who was Tony Woodward? Who was a sound engineer? Sound engineer, I think. I think yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. In space. Yeah, in space. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, nice, um, chunky two-part interview with him talking about what he did on the game and stuff. Yeah, I Pretty think because cool. obviously I've been a little bit out of the loop. I've had a, a lot on. Was he was talking about how he gets some of the sounds right? It was kind of interesting. Yeah. Like, Something about his dog eating a, oh, I a love bone. Those, I love those yeah. things. Yeah, for the, all the sort of like folly work that Foley. he does. Yeah, yeah folly. Yeah. Sorry. No. Sorry, Jen. That's why I'm, that's why I'm here, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Um, to correct me. Yeah, so like apparently to get some of the, the bone crunching sounds, he got he got um, noises of his dog eating his dinner. Wow. Awesome. Where else would you get yeah. those sort of exactly. sound effects? And the, the last thing in our quick news recap is. Uh, the Astro Gaming uh, competition. So Astro Gaming are a series of like pro gaming sort of audio wear. Uh, like they do headsets and all sorts, but they're they're pretty much known for their pro pro gaming headsets with mics and whatnot. So we were offering one up on um, it was on Square Enix members and on Heroes of Ruin dot com, mm-hmm. uh, and they're a bit special as well. They've got the Heroes of Ruin tags on them, so they're the key art. So they're all very sort of custom made and very very lovely but we only gave uh, a week to enter which we've decided is probably not long enough because yeah, we were asking yeah. people to be creative yeah as it's well. quite an involved competition isn't yeah. it so i think what was the exact <coughs> requirements it was basically making uh your own sort of customized monster you know if you could create a creature that's right yeah what would it look like or you know how would it act and we as always we kind of left the way you entered completely up to you. So you could either do a narrative or you could do a piece of artwork, you drawing, know, drawing, whatever, stuff, you know. Yeah. It's it was a photograph of a clay model. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. Yeah, someone should do that. Someone and now that we've given more time. A claymation video. <laughs> claymation. Okay. Yeah, that would be incredible. I, I think we'd have to give something more than just their headset for I a think, claymation. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Um, but yeah, because we're asking to be creative, a week is just not long enough. So we're going to extend it, mm-hmm. um, and we'll extend it. We actually haven't decided no, the date. <laughs> How right. about? How about? <laughs> um, two weeks from the day this podcast goes up, I guess. Sounds good. Yeah. So, so, good chunk. Yeah. Yeah, so 4th of May. Oh, oh, Star Wars Day. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. May the 4th. Yeah. Yep. All right. <laughs> cool. So we'll do that, and um, <coughs> this isn't like a simple sort of sweepstakes or whatever. You know, we really do appreciate the, the creative entries. So uh, they'll be judged by uh, a few people at N Space. Everyone in this podcast, um, and we'll we'll pick out our favorite. It'll be tough, but it's a really good prize, so it's worth going the the extra mile. Yes. Actually. That's a Friday, so that doesn't make much sense. So we push it to the Monday, so they've got another weekend. So May the seventh, which isn't quite as cool as Star Wars Day, but it's not. May seventh. May seventh. Can we add a, a tagline to May seventh? Make it sound so more interesting. May the fourth be with you, so that come May the seventh. Like it. Finished. Yeah. Genius. Yes. Genius. Yeah. This is why Short we're paid at the big bucks. <laughs> 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 we're not. It's quite depressing. <laughs> Okay, so that's the news pretty much out of the way. Cool. Uh, so today's main topic that we thought we'd talk about was the uh, walkthrough video, the second walkthrough video that recently got put up, mainly because it had a fairly big chunk of new gameplay. 
Uh, it featured the architect, loads of things that we haven't really shown before. So we thought it'd be a good sort the of void dungeon too. That's yes, the first yeah. time we've seen that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So tell me about the the void dungeon. Soul void. Well, the soul void is. Um, <coughs> It's getting a bit later into the game. Uh, it's kind of this twisted realm where uh, you have these sort of magical creatures which are living in there. A lot of wizards go there to hang out and practice their spells because they won't destroy the real world. Mm-hmm. Like it. But uh, it's so. actually become corrupted through uh, what's been happening in the story so far of Heroes of Ruin. So instead of uh, nice, cute, lovable magical creatures, it's it has demons who've invaded but that's only like part of why it's so cool it's actually a really twisted mangled dimension so you find yourself walking up the sides of buildings or on on the ceilings of buildings and they cool. sort of join to each other and they're swirling in the background making great use of the 3d too so it's like yeah. a demonic mc escher painting maybe it's exactly what it's like yeah yeah i don't know what You've said though about the painting, but it sounded good. <laughs> <laughs> so, so MC Escher is a famous artist for drawing kind of illusions, like impossible buildings and things like that, where stairs lead. Uh, so like another one, yes, yeah, so yeah, infinite staircase, infinite yeah, staircase, yeah. that kind of stuff. Um, very cool stuff. <coughs> uh, in fact, we'll we'll put a link to some of his stuff in the show notes. Yeah, why, why not? not? Um, yeah, we did. Um, I posted a couple of images of concept art of the Soul Void very recently, so oh, cool. a link to that as well. Oh, yeah. Some paintings. But also in this uh, the video you see the architect, which is, it was my favourite character, but now I actually can't decide which is my favourite character. <laughs> but uh, I think she's pretty <coughs> cool. She's like the, the more, the major character costing spells, and when she gets powered up, she's, she's pretty powered up, which you'll see yeah. in that video. Yeah, she's pretty crazy, really. So in the video, which you can see online, you'll you'll get to see quite a few of the the higher level abilities that the architect um, earns when she gets up to obviously the higher levels. Mm. But um, yes, definitely take a look at the video. They look very cool on the screen, and actually they feel very powerful to perform when you're in the game. I really like the uh, the lightning move and uh, the solar beam, which is bought right at the end. It's it's pretty cool to just run around with the massive blast of energy pointing out in front of you yeah yeah I, I pretty much like that uh that gravity bomb yeah. looks amazing it's just really useful yeah actually as well. so yeah. just suck all those enemies into one location and blast them with whatever attack you want really that's also great move in multiplayer so you've got like you know somebody's a, a melee attacker like the, the vindicator and you're playing with the architect you just throw that gravity bomb and you suck him in and the vindicator can just wail on him for a while and yeah. it's uh, super useful nice one uh, what else was there in the video? The Blade Devil, which we've never shown before as mm. well. Yeah, so the, the Blade Devil is one of the many, many bosses which we have. Uh, this one is unique to the Void Dungeon. Can't reveal too much about him because uh, yeah, don't well, want to spoil we, it for you in we, the game. We didn't even show how to, to defeat him in the, the video, really, because yeah. we don't want to ruin that at all. But he's, a, he's one of my favourite looking ones, and he's got a great voice. <laughs> he, he does that really right, cool yeah. move at the the start. Of that like uh, I'm super powerful. Like you know, you get those in all kind of games. Just yeah. they just like I'm powering up to kill you. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty awesome. I think we've all uh, at some point in our lives wanted to have blades for arms, haven't we? Oh, well, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I imagine it makes I don't know cooking and general day tasks right. pretty. Making sandwiches, writing, awesome. typing. Typing might be a little bit. <laughs> typing might be a little bit difficult. <laughs> bit of a problem. Yeah. Well, you don't have to have them for arms, I guess. You could have them as fingers. 
Edward says a hand. Yeah. I wanted them to come off my elbows. Like off your elbows? Yeah. Well, no, I don't know. Yeah, no, no, maybe that would work. I just imagine when you'd get them caught on stuff. Yeah, or people. On <laughs> people. <laughs> they need to be retractable. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So, Wolverine style elbow blades. Mm. Brilliant. Love it. Useful on crowded public transport. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we also took a look at the skill tree for the first time. Well, we've talked about it, but I don't think we've shown it. Yeah, so in this video, I'm not sure if it was shown before, but you can see a skill actually being bought. And yeah. if you look closely at the video, you can see that there are requirements. Mm. For example, when the solar beam is bought, you'll see there's two checkboxes of um, skills which are actually already bought. You wouldn't be able to buy the solar beam from the start of the game. You right. have to have a certain level requirement. On top of that, you have to have bought certain skills within the skill trees in order to achieve that or obtain that. Puzzles. Puzzles. So at the end of the, the Blade Devil fight, <coughs> There's a puzzle. There's a puzzle. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, uh, we again, we haven't really shown puzzles before, and I don't think we've talked about it much. Um, puzzles are a good way of breaking up the the gameplay a bit to make it interesting. Because as much as killing monsters is fun, you don't want to just sit there hack and slash all the time. All, all the time. Yeah. You need to, and the quests are designed to make that quite interesting as well. Mm, yeah. But puzzles are something different. That, you know kind of slows things down a little bit as yeah. well. We've got quite a few of them in the game and not all of them are compulsory like the one that you'll see in the video is necessary in order to complete that level but yeah, throughout playing the game you'll run into puzzles where you know if you do them correctly you'll unlock a special weapon or mm. some extra money. And even if I mean the format will, will stay the same but just like the dungeons, the puzzles can be randomly generated, so the same solution won't necessarily work yep. when you re-enter, yep. which is great because this this game is designed to be played play play over. Yeah, yeah. yeah it make it interesting, especially when you you know teaming up with you know random friends, and maybe they haven't done the dungeon, but you have at least that way it's still exciting for you. Yeah, yeah. and you don't have that advantage over them, so yeah. you can't just run off and do everything. Yeah, exactly. You can't go ahead and steal all the good loot. Yeah. Right. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, as much as we'd all like to do that. Speaking of good loot, um, mm. there was epic happens. loot. Epic loot. Yeah. So it's boss loot. Boss loot. So when you defeat the blade demon, uh, there's a a chest. Yeah, well, which you find as all good bosses do have, right? right? Yeah, a, a chest. Yes, yes, and you get, uh, yeah, epic loot. So, what kind of epic loot are the the players looking at? Is it like super weapons, or is it just more valuable it items? It can be both. It can be weapons or like armor pieces. Um, what makes them legendary or epic? Those are like the two highest levels <laughs> are. Uh, just the number of stats which they'll boost and by how much they'll boost them and they also have like a special buff applied to them so they're definitely worth seeking out in the game they offer a great advantage over the, the yeah. next mini boss that you'll fight yeah they're, and they're, uh, they're more visually unique as well aren't they yep they're visually so unique too yeah. yeah and if you don't want them which I don't know why you would want to give them away but you can right you can just trade them or yeah yeah just like everything else <coughs> so uh, yeah there's, a, there's obviously a hell of a lot of loot in the game you know, we've talked about uh, over well over eighty thousand uh, pieces of loot, but um, with the epic and the legendary armor and and weapons, I I, I personally think that everyone's going to want to find yeah. for for their main character every piece of 
Well, they're going to be weaponry because it ju- they just look so different. Yeah, and so. they're mm. going to be more rare anyway. So mm. you know, once like you've got stickers. them, keep hold of them. Yeah. So how likely is it that you'll find a full set of this epic or legendary armor in a single playthrough? Oh, not very likely. You'd have to replay quite a bit to to try and pick up all the items that you, if you want to get like the full set, mm. it's going to take some time. And playing with other people, I mean, that's a a way to speed it up. Not necessarily have to find out yourself, but find somebody or street pass with somebody Mm -hmm. who has that item, and then uh, you can get it that way. Nice one. So we're pretty happy with that trailer. I think that's a pretty good trailer. The walkthrough was really good, really informative. Uh, We really like it, so we hope you did as well. As always, we do value your your feedback. So make sure you tell us you you like it or if if you have questions or there's something that you're unsure about that the trailer has sparked off then mm. let us know because um it's it's important for things like the next trailer yeah which obviously you know we're always working not only on the game but the next kind of asset that we want to release whether that's screenshots or trailers so we do have as always more trailers on the go yeah. we can't really tell you much about it yet because that would be giving really the excitement. Away. Yeah, should be exactly. seeing it fairly soon. Though. Yeah, well, <coughs> we we yeah soon. Tm, we can't can't give you a date. <laughs> I know that really really annoys people. Let, but let's put it this way: it's finished. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. it's done. It, so it's, it's it's all about timing. Um, it's and most. I think people don't. Uh, well, you know, they don't see this side of of the business, but. Uh, you know, <coughs> things can come up that get in the way of of our plans. So we'll we'll have a trailer. We'll have an ideal date that we want to put it out. Mm-hmm. But sometimes that's not possible. So that's why we never give you oh it's coming out on X date, right? Because we don't want to disappoint you. Yeah. Um, it could be a day's notice, or they might find something big, a big issue with the video at the last minute, for instance, like a a, a bug or a feature that they didn't want to show, and mm-hmm. then that's like well. You know that can put weeks on top of that. So uh, there is another trailer, but we're not going to tell you much about it or when it's coming <laughs> out. We're we're going to be a bit of a tease like that. I'm sorry. Um, but talking of progress, um, development progress, we've got kind of big news, haven't we? Yeah. So we entering, I guess you could call it the final phase of the development process now, and that is uh, the submission phase, and. Uh, for those of you who aren't clear on that, that's uh, actually when you submit the game to Nintendo, and when they would then test the game and then give you, you know, a certified pass for it to be, you know, made available on their on the right. system. So it's, it's quite an exciting time. It's yeah, it's like a green light, right? It it's, is. Yeah. It's telling us the game is ready for. Uh, the next step, it's it's good enough by Nintendo standards. Yeah, exactly. But but it can work either way. So <coughs> submission is also an opportunity for Nintendo to highlight any of their concerns or any bugs that they want fixed and and things like that. Right. Yeah. So they will have a sort of a list of certification requirements, and these are broken down into uh, you know how your menu functions, how your game functions when it saves, the messages which are displayed. They need to you know be said in a certain way and uh, there's a long list of these requirements so it, when you get when you submit the game it doesn't necessarily it means it's gonna um, pass straight away it can easily fail because of one of these right. you know a message could be wrong on the game so um, it's an exciting time but it's also like a nail-biting time because yeah. you want to yeah. know whether you've you found everything in the game so yeah and and you 
one thing that people think is submission is like oh that's it it's it's the game's going to come out any minute but um the truth is we try to get to submission early yeah because we need to anticipate that there might be yeah. something that fails it yeah. so you actually from a timeline perspective you accommodate for more than one submission yeah yeah um, you obviously you want to pass <coughs> first time around but yeah that'll uh, be ideal yeah it would be great and you could relax a little bit more maybe put your feet up put my feet up yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do more podcasts yeah. yeah yeah exactly so so it's a it's really good it's a, it's a milestone but um, by all means it doesn't have any re- sort of reflection on a release date or anything like no. that no. well after you even after you pass the game you then have to have the carts which you stick into the back of your 3DS actually made like the, the code burned onto that that process takes time mm-hmm. if you think about it you know that it needs to be done all over the world and then after that's completed it needs to be shipped all over the world mm. so you know yeah. it's weeks out still all yeah. the boxes got to be put together yeah that's got to be sent on to the right retailers yeah. and there's a lot of a lot of small things uh, that people don't see yeah. and which is that why you guys work on right so yeah it's why when you you see a lot of um news articles about game x has gone gold mm. yeah. and they're like but it's not out for like a month so yeah. that's why yeah absolutely so if the game's gone gold it means you know it's done as far as the developers concerned but um there's a lot of other stuff that needs to be yeah. done before it can get into your exactly hand. yeah um but it's definitely a good <coughs> sign and we're <coughs> very happy about the fact that we've got up to this point although yeah you're not going to relax anytime soon no. <laughs> but uh yeah it's it's a good sign you should be happy um so how about a time uh sorry words so moving on uh good opportunity for questions we've got some community questions to go through uh, as always we like to finish our podcast by answering some of these uh, points that have come up uh, so I'll start off with one from Auto Kirby, who is always contributing. Thank you. Um, first question is: How many spells in total for each character? There is so there's there's fifteen in total. You have your five skill, sorry, your three skill branches made up of five different sort of skills or spells. We don't even call them spells; we call them skills or abilities, because mm-hmm. it's not necessarily you using magic. It can be you. For example, as the the Vindicator having a special attack, so. right? Uh, so about 15, 15. 15 in total. Um, and yeah, how do you how do you rank them up? Does, is it done on a, a point system, or every time you level up, you get access to expand your skill tree? How does that mechanic work? So every time you you level up in the game, you, you acquire skill points, mm-hmm. and that allows you to buy skills within the skill tree. As I mentioned earlier, you can't actually buy every single skill. There are level requirements to them and skill requirements. Um, but That's why it's called a skill tree, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you have to buy <laughs> you're one traveling across the branches. Yeah. But yeah. You, can, you can level up each skill. That doesn't happen automatically. So, you, for example, you level up another level, you gain another skill point. You can choose to unlock a new skill or you could put a, a point into an existing skill and make that more powerful. So if you look at the walkthrough video, you'll see the architect using arcane bolts, and mm-hmm. she's firing four of them, and that's not the amount you start off with. You mm-hmm. start off with two, and that's just been boosted up to have more of them, and and they're stronger. And am I right in thinking that if you like fully max out your character and everything, you can't fully max out all of those skills, can you? I thought I think. Am I right in that? 
so you have to kind of choose what to specialize in and choose what you know what new abilities you want carefully rather than just trying to get like um, fill them all up that is a good question there's yeah. a level cap right there is a level cap i was just thinking 30 skill points 15 times 4 is yeah so no you won't be able to but that's a good thing because you know you need to think carefully about about how you specialize oh, yeah, your character. Yeah. You, you know, do you do you want to specialize in a couple of things? Like, for example, if you're the vindicator, do you want to specialize in in stun and heavy hitting attacks, mm. or do you want to spread it a bit more thinly and get a bit of healing in there? Get a bit of you know, sort of party buffs because yeah. that's the thing. When you fully max out <coughs> an ability, that will affect if you're in a multiplayer game that will affect your nearby party so any players mm. playing next to you so there's value in fully maxing something out but then of course if you've got three skill points you, you want to see what new abilities you can get you want to you want to yeah. have curiosity yeah. yeah i've been you know just trying to see everything because well, yeah exactly it also gives you reason well more reason to uh replay the game as the same, as the same class yeah. yeah yeah not only as other characters so yeah okay. which i mean we hope you're gonna try out all the all the different classes mm -hmm. anyway but if you really say like that architect there's still a reason to yeah. to try the architect yeah. again you know there's many reasons but that's one one really good one and we're we're very keen on making although the characters have a, like a, a set quest a set narrative to some extent it's it's still about making that character your own yeah. so you know we've talked about customization and how that you know gives you a, a unique looking character when you're playing multiplayer and stuff but also now you've got skills that kind of define yeah. who, who you are playing character too yeah it just means that top level characters of the same class won't be exactly the same right no. exactly you, you can you can imagine if you're in a if you're in a game with with for example, four gun, four gunslingers or four vindicators. You know, they're all, firstly they're all going to look different from mm. the initial customization. They're all going to have different armor and weapons on, mm. especially if they've you know found some of the legendary or the epic weapons which and gear which look very different. And they're all going to have different skill specializations or mm. you know the, the likelihood is anyway at least. And then following on from that, everyone's going to have their own playstyle. So mm. you know you can easily the thing I like about vindicators you can you can almost play them as a kind of like a meat shield or you can kind of hold back and play a bit more like the architect you know pick your openings jump in get a bit of stun on there yeah. wail mm. on them roll out of the way and sort of you know do 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 some healing abilities and stuff like that so it's it it really is a case of making that character your own yeah next question uh from i'm gonna pronounce this uh incorrectly i always do uh gilderian 746 that's how i would have pronounced it i too. would have said gilderian gilderian i'm a gem uh, well, apologies, uh, sir or madam. <laughs> Get in touch and tell us how to pronounce yeah, your name. Yeah, why not? Um, are might, vigor, and soul the only three attributes that weapons slash armor will change, or will there be others that they can affect? And if so, what are they? So, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, might, vigor, and soul, those are the attributes which you can level up when you level up. So you get sort of stat points and you assign them to those. Um, when you pick up weapons and loot, yes, those are affected, but there's a, a range of other sort of stats which are affected by that. Um, you can also see that in the walkthrough video when the player is shown on the screen, um, I think it's just before an ability is bought, you'll see that there's a whole lot of stats on the left-hand side. Um, they include your armor, your critical hit percentage chance, your attack damage, 
your health, your energy, and the regeneration of those. So yeah, there's there's quite a few stats that'll be um, affected by weapons and loot. That's cool. Keep it interesting, hey. Mm. Uh, next question is from Jordan White, who um, is the guy that told us about the uh, Street Pass uh, panel at PAX, uh, which was really quite interesting. Uh, we hope to have some sort of details on what, what they talked about very soon. Um, he's got a question. He says, can you give us more exact details on how the Street Pass Traders Network will work? Do you set prices to items? Can you sell things to different players? When you uh, street pass someone, can you play find them online? So going into the, the traders network and how that exactly works. So the traders network, you, you can't set the price of the item. Uh, it's more sort of automatic system where you, any item which you sell is automatically put into your sort of traders network bag, if that makes sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it will be, say it keeps like 20 items, it will be the 20 best items that you okay. sold. So the worst item will always be pushed down. Then when you pass somebody with a 3DS who has played the game, that information is pushed into their Traders Network merchant. Mm -hmm. So what you then do is, uh, in the game, you go into the city of Nexus and you go to the Traders Network mer merchant and you see what's for sale and you can buy that item. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. So it's a good way to get very good items. I mean, you, you, have, to, you have to pay for them, but it, you don't have to put in the hard work yeah, well, with you know so many items, that would really be a lot of work, right? The whole point of Heroes Rune and its gameplay is that it's fluid. So uh, you've seen it already in some of the videos and how we've described it. It's it's not one button press just to say that this loot you want to sell, and yeah. then you can uh, almost forget about it, right? Because if if you did that for every single item, you'd be there forever, yeah. and you wouldn't probably yeah. enjoy take two it. steps and they're like yeah spend five minutes deciding what you wanted to do. Yeah, so the idea is it's, it's fully kind of fluid and yeah. fairly automated, so you don't have to worry about it too much. So it's really exciting. Like, when you go into your traders network and you see what other people have sold, it's, it's kind of cool, you know? Yeah. Like, that means that some of your items have gone to them and you know, they may have something really cool that they've mm. sold and can pick up. Uh, so the, the second part of that question was, when you street pass someone, can you play or find them online? Uh, Unfortunately, yeah. you can't do that, no. no. Uh, but the idea is heroesofruin.com is a, a nice portal for you to find people to play with yeah. uh, I mean hopefully you'll be playing with your friends as well if they've got a copy of the game but mm -hmm. we've got a pretty big community and there's there's a ginormous thread with uh, the 3DS friend codes and everything in it so yeah. finding someone to play with is not going to be an issue no definitely, not. definitely uh, not drop in drop out really you know it's as simple as that yeah and even if you can't find anyone like you can just load up a random yeah. random person to play yeah. online you'd be surprised uh, you'd probably have a lot of fun uh, and with VoIP you know you might make a new friend for all you know yeah. <laughs> which would be good um, the next question is uh, from WeeBeeBee <laughs> will play coins be needed for buying special items in the shop and the reason I've included this question is because I already know the answer and I think it's something that we, we should talk about just briefly so the answer is no. We're, we're not supporting play coins in the game. Yeah, we we don't see the need for it at the moment. Yeah. So uh, that the way you buy items in the shop is through the gold you've collected in the game, or if you want super special, unique items, <laughs> <laughs> you do it by uh, completing your your daily and weekly challenges, and it gives you a special currency to go to a special vendor mm -hmm. in the city. Yeah. So 
we've got enough currencies as it is. Yeah. There's no need to make it even more complicated and add, a, add another level to it. So we don't think there's any need, but uh, we don't feel you'll lose anything by that either. I mean, feel free to discuss it. We do like feedback. So if you feel differently, that's that's fine. Let us know. We, we like to, to hear what you think. We'd rather, um, rather have you playing the game than sort of walking around with it closed. Yeah. <laughs> Just yeah. to like build up some currency to go get it. Yeah, I- exactly. Um, he also has a second question, which is, is there a way to mute the microphone if you're playing online? Yes. So you can choose to use the microphone um, with friends or with strangers or not. And you can also choose to toggle that microphone. So Yeah, it, it's fairly simple. It's a, the same kind of system that you'd have in many online games. So you can, you can make it push to talk. Yeah. Brilliant. Well, I mean, we we're, we're hoping that you you chat with people and again make friends. But it might be even your own friends you're speaking to. But once in a a while, once in a blue moon, there is someone that you just don't want to speak to or or listen to. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. so there is support for that. So I wouldn't worry too much. Oh, so you, can you meet other players as well? Yes, you can meet players. Yeah. Um, and a third question. Yeah, a little bit greedy. No, it's a good question. <laughs> Um, it got us us thinking, me and Jem. Uh, if you dine in a dungeon, what? If you dine in a dungeon. <laughs> <laughs> Damn you, words. If you dine in a dungeon. Doesn't sound very hygienic. No, <laughs> if you dine in a dungeon. What, what would what? you eat? <laughs> what yeah. would you eat? You're saying that all dungeons are dirty? Yes, that's sort of the definition of a dungeon, right? No. But then in, in a lot of dungeons I've been in, I've picked up both cheese that's and true. bits of meat. Yes. And then eaten just them. eaten it. Yeah. Yeah. Just a, a just turkey on a plate. Floor, yeah. yeah. Uh, make a good point you mm. know what and a little bit of dirt is good for your immune system Jem that's what I hear <laughs> just so you know um, <laughs> the question is actually if you die in a dungeon will you lose money or the things that you've gathered um, also how does that work in online so do you just respawn so you'll respawn at the last checkpoint you won't lose any items and you won't lose any experience it does very slightly in multiplayer so if you play in a multiplayer game with somebody and you die and they don't die within that time you can respawn next to them okay. but okay. if you if you both died then you would both have to go back to the latest checkpoint but even if you go back to the checkpoint that means all the items and experience you've picked up since that checkpoint you actually still retain okay so you just, you just lose a bit of progress yeah, yeah. that's fine yeah. well I mean it's frustrating I think we've all been there where we've been in a game and we've been maybe even just grinding to get experience or whatever and then you get thrown back Mm, absolutely Uh, so this is a little bit more forgiving Uh, and the final question is from Jolly Green One what's the highest number of enemies you face at once in any one battle and does this number change depending on the amount of people you're playing with Uh, I actually know the answer to this what like the actual figure yeah, I think honestly, I honestly have been in an area of the game, and it's uh, you know it's like a special part of a quest, and I've faced unlimited enemies. Really? What? Yeah. Not necessarily all, all like at on once, me at it? one stage, but as soon as I killed a few, a few more came out, uh-huh. and as soon as I killed those few, and it's a, you know it's it's part of a sort of part of a quest. quest yeah. yeah. Um, I think what's important to address here is that it's not about how many enemies are on the screen so that doesn't necessarily make a good game especially when you're you're doing co-op there's there's possibly three other friends on the screen as well it's about having interesting enemies to fight more than you know being overwhelmed um and there are wow there's lots of lots of enemies i can't remember the exact figures but tons there's over a hundred but 
I mean, yeah, what you said, the number isn't the the biggest factor here. You could you could be surrounded by ten relatively low level enemies, or you could be surrounded by one sort of elite enemy, and he has five people around him who keep him alive. Mm -hmm. So yeah. you actually can't do any damage to him until you take out the other guys. There's a lot of these different combinations in the game to uh, make the combat exciting, yeah, make it a little bit more dynamic and interesting. Well, I think that's it for this episode of Runecast. Brilliant. Congratulations, Jim. You survived. I did, barely. You <laughs> could barely, yeah. Well, we managed to successfully avoid knocking the mic Microphone over. Microphone, yeah. yeah. Which it's precariously placed on a box. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so we did good. So, as always, if you want news uh, and everything about Heroes of Ruin, go to heroesofruin.com. And, of course, you can like us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash heroesofruin. And Twitter, uh, you can chat to any of us really on Twitter at More Cells. That's M O R E S E L S. Uh, so thank you very much. Hope you enjoyed it, and tell us in the comments. Bye. 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 Bye.